Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime. And we talk about why it is that we love it so very much, especially when it gets incomprehensibly weird, <laughs> like it's going to this week. Oh, uh, it gets weird. I didn't, you know, I didn't take nearly as many notes this week as I did normally. It's, buddy, it is Amazon Quartet time, so you got to take some notes. Uh, I, yeah, I think I forgot. It's been a long time since I, I went on vacation for over a week uh, since the, I watched this episode. So now I must be nice. All of it. Some yeah. of us had to hit deadlines. Yeah, yeah, you did have to. Good, good on you. <laughs> Very, very private jokes that we're making. Hey, we're going to be watching episode 150 of Sailor Moon Supers. That's right. It is our sesquicentennial episode. Jordan, we did it. Is that what that is? Yeah, sesquicentennial. I've never heard that before. Uh, when we used to go on vacation to Ohio, we would drive past sesquicentennial State Park, and I always looked it up to see what it was. It's the 150th State Park? No, it was a state park built for the 150th anniversary of the United States of America, or possibly the state of Kentucky. I don't know. It's 150, <laughs> Jordan? Can you roll with me here? That's uh, three quarters of the way through the entire series. Yeah, th- it's the final 50. It's the final countdown. We got 50 left, but we are going to be here. We're going to ride this mug till the wheels fall off, everybody. <laughs> and beyond and to help us do that this week we have invited back a very good friend who i think has been on the show five or six times right <laughs> one time <laughs> officially and then one chibi episode right that's right returning from last week's episode kel mcdonald is here kel how are you good i just pulled up the episode on hulu and got the weirdest cream cheese commercial playing before it <laughs> that's that's a different podcast kel oh is that what is it called snack time nope i blew it no are you talking are you talking about the snack podcast that i co-host snack situation there we go there we go Uh, it was just like this person putting jalapeno peppers and cream cheese and i'm i'm against it wait wait that's not weird like jalapeno peppers and cream cheese is good well i i don't think so because it has jalapeno peppers in it what is we're here to talk about sailor moon i cannot countenance this jalapeno peppers make me ill chris that's look kel that's fine that's fine you have a reason this guy over here is just gonna be like i Um, don't like them i'm allergic to them oh okay well never mind (laughs) i'm lying i'm lying it was not true yeah how dare you (laughs) i have an allergic reaction where my my face gets a frown (laughs) i don't I want to talk about Sailor Moon because I'm so tired. <laughs> but I had to deal with you with this and onions for the past 150 episodes. 
onions are terrible. Onions are amazing. I, I, I get Blue Apron now. They're not a sponsor of the show. I get Blue yeah. Apron now. Yeah, uh, uh, coupon code, you can eat it. How about that? Uh, I, I just don't put in the peppers or the onions. It's the, great. What? I can't, I can't, I can't, Jordan, we will talk about this later, about your <laughs> stressing dietary habits where you're like, I don't like flavor. Uh, I, I put in lots of garlic and you, ginger you, and you, bok choy. On this stuff. show, you bragged about like, I taught myself to like broccoli, which is great, yeah, but sure. maybe teach yourself to like Absolutely. good foods every once in a while. Anyway, Kel, how are, how are you? How's your past couple weeks been going? <laughs> uh, well, I went to San Diego Comic Con. How was that? That's a thing. Was it terrible? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> it was all right. New York Comic Con. Wait, you had terrible. San Diego's all right. You had you had big announcements, right? Uh, yes. Uh, my Comicsology original series got announced. I'm doing a comic called The Stone King with Tyler Crook. That's awesome. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And uh, I'm the writer. He's the artist. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can read it for free. Otherwise, Wait, it's for sale. Yes. Uh, otherwise, it's um, like three bucks on Comixology. That's super cool. What's it about? It is about a thief girl that angers a giant. Nice. Uh, well, that is exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, Kel, did you have any Sailor Moon developments in your life happen? At old San Diego Comic-Con International, San Diego. Uh, I got in the Viz line to get some exclusive stuff because uh, they had like a t-shirt and a little like commemorative medallion coin. Uh, but the line was too long and I had to go sell stuff. So I ended up getting out of line. Huh. That's it. Sorry. I didn't get anything. Sorry. So in other words, no presents for you boys. Sorry. The line was very long. In fact, the fire marshal threatened to shut down all of San Diego Comic Con because Viz did not handle their crowds very well. Oh, oh what a beautiful day that would be. What what heroes they would uh, be. <laughs> it was because they had the creator of My Hero Academia there. Oh, okay. And it was they decided to have people line up for exclusive stuff at the same time they gave out signing tickets. Bad idea. So Mass chaos, fire marshal yelled at them from like both nice. sides of their row. I should point out that despite that hiccup, Viz, yeah, great yeah, company, yeah. always, always in the corner of sailor business, always giving us the hookup. They were just maybe not prepared to have people want to sign up for autographs that much. I don't understand yeah. how anyone is prepared for San Diego Comic Con. It's there's too many people, full stop, done. There's nothing yes, else to say. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's just grumpy over here. Oh, here that's here. What a celebration. No, I'm going to say that there are multiple companies that I have seen handle like signings and lines very well at Comic-Con and not get threatened by the fire marshal. <laughs> of course. No, I just meant there's too many people there for me as a human being to want to be near yeah. them. That's why I usually have a table so I can hide behind it. That's a smart play. That's a very smart play. And there are times when I, even at New York Comic Con as well, I get very jealous of the fact that all the, the writers and artists that I'm, I'm visiting can do that, can just sit in one place and go, I'm fine here. <laughs> well, if you want a place to hide from the crowd, I think I have an extra seat at my artist alley table this year. That's very nice of you. That's very nice of you. I'll think about it. I, I mean, the problem being, of course, I really have to walk around and talk to people. Yeah. But <laughs> there you are. Um, hey. Chris, there are two things 
in Sailor Moon developments that I think we should talk about. Okay. Not necessarily in my life, but in the life of Sailor Moon in general and Sailor Moon, uh, Sailor business. First of all, go check out our Twitter. If you haven't, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should because uh, not because we're so awesome, but because our fans are so awesome and they do a lot of silly things and they they comment on things and I I will share those things on our Twitter. A couple of people have made Jason Manzukis as Tuxedo Mask video clips. <laughs> That's pretty good. With him as the voice actor, obviously. <laughs> and Sexino Match showing up saying, what's up, jerks? <laughs> uh, if every time he threw the rose and it hit a monster, he was like, what's up, dum-dum? <laughs> like, that would be... It's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. Actually, uh, the best uh, fantasy casting of Jason Manzucas I have ever heard is uh, Jason Manzucas' as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, that's pretty funny. Too. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we should let him age another decade or two. No, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta get him, you gotta get him locked into that role. <laughs> okay, all right. And um, then he can do it for a very long time. Sure, sure. We'll we'll make him look older for now, and eventually he'll just be older. I think you ought to make him look older. <laughs> you want to do young J. Jonah Jameson? How do you get to be the the head of a newspaper? What's a newspaper? Also. I mean, just like regular J. Jonah Jameson is fine. What? Just like regular J. Jonah Jameson. You can just be regular J. Jonah Jameson. Because you know what? It's not going to be a newspaper anymore. It's going to be a blog. <laughs> or like, it's going to yeah. be Google feed. Uh, How do we get on to this? It's going to be like a Silicon Valley startup news thing site. So uh, he can be a young douchebag. <laughs> yeah, so the Daily Bugle app. That everybody follows. Yeah. Um, it's Bugle. It's <laughs> just B-U-G-L. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I made myself laugh so hard. All right, we, we should have joke. Jake cut that out so you can keep it for your Spider-Man pitch. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Always looking out for me, buddy. Always looking out for me. If you're listening to this from the future when I'm writing Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> congratulations on being in an alternate timeline. <laughs> So, what's the other Sailor Moon development, Jordan? The other one is uh, Chris. I'm sh- we haven't talked about this, but I'm sure you also saw it. Uh, the article that went up on Kotaku. Yes, uh, we got multiple emails and personally multiple tweets about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the American uh, Sailor Moon. They like investigated it. Yes, yes. And if you have not read this article because you think you know the story, like we thought we knew the story, go read this article. Uh, there's a twist ending. That's all I'll say because it's it's really well written and really well done. But you will mm-hmm. get more information about the Tune Makers uh, Sailor Moon. You will get you will see some amazing things in that article. It's really interesting and really well done. Yeah, I watched it in my hotel. I read and watched all of the video clips that they posted in my hotel room at San Diego Comic Con. It was well worth it. Agreed. So shout out to uh, Cecilia D'Anastasio, uh, who wrote that article. Hey, if you want to be on the show, <laughs> just holler. We will be happy to talk to you about this show or that show as much as you want. But absolutely, go read that article. It's called, We Tried to Uncover the Long Lost American Sailor Moon and Found Something Incredible on Kotaku.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, also, the other thing that I we should probably talk about now is as we are recording this, the S movie came out in theaters uh, oh. and was shown alongside the R movie. Yes. And so we both need to uh, lean over and put our arms up on a wall. 
I'm not going to apologize. Oh, you're not? No, I never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so as we were saying, uh, what were we saying? <laughs> uh, we did not see it in the theaters. No, the we didn't. Short version. I was going to say it was because I was too busy, but apparently I should have said it's because I didn't get a free ticket. <laughs> yeah, I was actually also super busy. I think I would have been able to make time for it because when I saw the R movie, again, Viz, a very fine company, got me in to see the R movie over in Raleigh. And it was super fun. We loved it. Go listen to our two-part episode about the R movie if you haven't. I think it's the best episode of this show, uh, generally speaking. No offense to any of our guests who are not Allison Stock, but I think we did a really good job with that one. Oh, of the Sailor Business? Yes, of Sailor Business. Oh, wow. Okay, I thought you were saying it was the best Sailor Moon thing, because we've said that before, too. Uh, I I mean, I think if you're going to watch one thing from R, (laughs) like, that's it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, did not get to see the S movie. I'm not sure if we'll be able to go see the Supers movie, which is not out yet, but uh, is coming this month. Hopefully we will. I would like to see one of them. But in case you're curious, we will be doing episodes on those when they are released on Blu-ray and everybody can watch them along with us. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see if if they have a release date. Well, you can get the old DVD for $90. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, again, perfect. I actually think I still have the VHS. I have the VHS on the shelf right here because it was sent to us by or sent to me by a listener. I have the S and Supers movies on VHS. I think. Do, I do you have well. a VHS player to play them? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I would get one. Actually, I do know where I would get one. Jordan. Yes. Do you have the DVD? Do you own it? Of of the movie? No. Because. There's a, I mean, like the old DVD, the original DVD. No, no, no. Okay, because there is an Alamo Draft House in Raleigh, and they do rent VCRs. Oh, what? I didn't yeah, know that was a thing. Well, at our Alamo Draft House here, they have a VHS video store, like a video rental store, on like in the theater. Huh, that's crazy. So you can rent. VHS tapes and a VCR, and you can remind yourself that despite your nostalgia, VHS tapes are fucking awful. <laughs> but I could watch it like I am maybe like 50 bucks away from watching uh, Sailor Moon S at any given time. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have the DVD, we could actually do it. Well, I, I would rather wait till we get the new version. I would too. It's not even up for pre-order on Amazon yet, though, so it'll probably be a minute before we can get around to it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nothing the on Wikipedia either. Wait, R was the promise of the rose. What's S? Black Dreamhole? No, 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 no. It's called... Where is the name? Hearts in Ice? Yes, Hearts in Ice. Hearts in Ice is S, yeah. And then Super S is the Luna one. No, no. S is the Luna one. Is it? Yeah. I thought Super S was, and then... Hearts and Ice was a different one. No, Hearts and Ice is, is is the Snow Queen and Luna doing Luna stuff, if you know what I mean. Does <laughs> anyway, Chris know about the Luna stuff? I we... played through the event on Sailor Moon Drops. Okay, so you know. <laughs> I know that level of it, and I'm not into that. <laughs> you will. Okay. One thing uh, left before we get out of talking about Sailor business business and actually get into the show uh, is my birthday. Today? Happy birthday. No, not today. When people hear this, my birthday is Sunday. 
So before the next episode comes out, it will be my birthday. So your birthday is August 12th. Oh, so no, I think that means that. No, you're right. It'll be it'll be. Yeah. yeah. Right after this one. So a week after this one comes out, basically. Yeah. Yes. Well, what are you doing for your birthday? I'm going to go kayaking. I think that should be fun. Uh, Aiden's birthday is at the end of July and mine's in the middle of August. So we're like two weeks apart. So we have a combined birthday thing. So we're going to go get a nice big dinner and then go kayaking the next day and then have a nice uh, like late lunch. And that will be our birthday celebration. Here you go, Chris. And I've got a link for you in the in the I swear to God, I'll walk if it is if it is anything but a glowing happy occasion. I'm fucking out. It's a glowing happy occasion. Click it. Oh, this is very cute. cute. It's Sailor Moon birthday decorations. These are actually very cute. Okay, Jordan, I'll stay and finish this episode. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'll let you know that for your birthday, I'll go out and buy X Men ninety two. <gasps> Thanks. <laughs> uh, how about you buy one that hasn't been canceled? <laughs> oh. How about you go pre-order Sleepwalker? <laughs> All right, Jordan, you missed it. Uh, before you hopped on, I told Chris that I had not read any superhero comics. Uh, wow! In mm. like the past ten years. Oh, and that wasn't was, the only thing. And I was going to buy Spider Gwen because Sean and McGuire is writing it. Wow, that's that's harsh. Yeah, my good friend <laughs> Kel McDonald. Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. I mean, listen, it's probably going to be good, but that's messed up. <laughs> Oh no! It's look. It's absolutely look. I don't blame you. <laughs> like it makes sense, but you know my comics are fun. Which also, Jordan, you edited that, so really, it's kind of a sick burn on both of us. X Men ninety two. I edit a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Have fun with the show. I'm kidding. It's a wonderful book. That I'm proud of. Can't believe I made it 150 episodes, and I'm not going to make it to 200. Could <laughs> get too mad. Hey, what if we talked about Sailor Moon like we're supposed to on this podcast? Yeah, that's a thing. All right, everybody, it is episode 150, which is called The Amazonas Nightmare from Behind the Mirrors. It was written by Yoji Enokido, directed, oh, this makes sense, directed by Kunihiko Ikuhara. Okay, but don't and don't read too much. I'm not. It was and it originally aired on October 28th, 1995. So you know what that means? Yes, I do. It's almost Halloween. <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Three Ring Circus. No. Uh no? You know what? This four of a kind. No, it it listen. You you don't have. There's no possible way you would get it based on the information you currently have. I'm going to uh, try this is your first episode of Sailor Business. By the way, first of all, sorry. Uh, second of all, this is a bit where I try to guess what the Cloverway title is. <laughs> yeah, th- what was the title in the original dub? So I'm going to try to give you a hint that will make you get it, but it it's you're not going to get it otherwise. So let's see. Oh wait, crap! The hint I came up with you won't won't help you. I was going to say it shares a name with a with a horror movie with a Dream Warriors. Oh, you're you're on the right track, but not that one. That's the only one I know. Ah, uh, Freddy's Dead the Final Nightmare? <laughs> it's the one after that. Cuz here's the thing. Again, first episode, here's a little bit of continuity. Jordan likes horror movies no. and also having nightmares. That's a whole thing. 
I don't like scary movies at all, but I like to watch documentaries about scary movies. Really? So while I have never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, I have watched the four-hour documentary Never Sleep Again, no. which is very interesting. Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, me too. It's wonderful. Oh, but where where did you watch that documentary? That sounds interesting. Uh, it was on Netflix. Yeah. There's right, an even I'll longer one it. about Friday the 13th called Crystal, Crystal Lake Memories. Uh, that one I don't know if I would like as much. Have you seen the documentary about making the island of Dr. Moreau? No. No, but I want to because I hear it's bananas. Oh my gosh. There is a part where the guy, they interview the first director and he says with a completely straight face, so I called up my wizard friend. <laughs> uh, the best documentary about a horror movie is, of course, Room 237. Oh, wonderful. The documentary that you think is going to be about The Shining, yeah. but is actually a documentary about confirmation bias. Yeah, about crazy yes. people. It's uh, great. Yeah, I love it. Well I done. watch it every Halloween, actually. And you no. know what? It's almost Halloween. Wait, do you, have you ever watched The Shining? Nope, not one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't like scary movies. <laughs> I don't understand why you like documentaries about them then. That's so funny. Well, because I like knowing things. All right. Well, think back to Never Sleep Again <laughs> and okay. see if you can remember what is the Nightmare on Elm Street film after Freddy's Dead. So that would be... Uh, is, it... is this episode called Freddy versus Jason? No, between those two. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The only one I remember the name of is Dream Warriors because it has that kick-ass song. Well, this one is called, it leaves out the Wes Cravens, but this episode is called A New, New Nightmare. Nightmare. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's that's a good that's a good hint. So yes, uh, that actually aired on October 26th. <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah>, right? <laughs> you like this bit too much. <laughs> It's my favorite thing I've ever done on the show. I don't understand why, but it's good. It's funny. It aired on October 26, 2000. And you know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we open in the Dead Moon Circus. Oh, yeah, oh, we're opening already. Jeez. Okay. Sorry. Guess what, everybody? We got, we got uh, a queen. We got some new bad guys. Now we got a double queen. It's time for a double yes. queen. Double queen's on top. It's the true yep. moon queen who has Odangos. Yes. Uh, which is weird. They could just look for girls with Odangos. But anyway, that's a discussion we've been having for three years at this point. What uh, is the connection like... between the moon and Odangos? Because like it looks like she has moons on her head? I don't know. But there's only I, one well, moon. I mean, it's, because, it's to make her look like a rabbit. Rabbits don't have balls on their heads. Yeah, but they got big ears that aren't round. <laughs> yeah, but chi- chibis go up, right? And chibis look like rabbit ears. And usagis are like floppy ears. Mm. Look, it's a stretch, but you got to work with the show. <laughs> okay. So I was so distracted by uh, this new um, situation uh, with the queen all of a sudden that I actually missed. Double queen. Double Queen. I missed on my new on the, on my first viewing that she's actually giving new information mm-hmm. about how they find Pegasus. That hey, remember every episode that we've watched this entire season where a pink mirror came out and then they stuck their head in to see if Pegasus was in there. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. spoiler: they didn't have to stick their heads in there. Uh, if Pegasus was in there, it would have been gold. 
Oh, right, right. What? Easy way to spot it. Easy spot. So, as in most narratives, all that sexual assault was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, I've got an out for it. Not for that part, but I've got a. I've got an out. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Hawk's eye and tiger's eye and fish's eye were animals, so they were probably colorblind. Uh, birds can see color. Oh. Okay, then never mind. They can see more colors than us. Wait, are there are there other colors? Yes, there are yeah. colors that we can't see. Yeah, the, it's called they? the visual spectrum, but it's the human visual spectrum. Okay, well that's that's different. There's like wavelengths. okay, so you yeah. know how like there are some birds that are black and their wings are like incandescent, so in the light they look kind of rainbowy. Yes, those birds are actually colors that we can't see. Now, does that mean they're like either? ultraviolet or infrared colors or or yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they're there's stuff like that okay uh a thing i like about this i guess nehelenia is not a double queen she's just a regular queen because zirconia is a madam oh yes okay yeah yeah so it's double queen queen no the double queen <laughs> was was in season one yeah that was a double queen we we already did this bit right we we can move on i just double queen pharaoh queen <laughs> mistress madam <laughs> Professor, um, I like that uh, Queen Nehalinia's mirror has a big arrow pointing down on the top, where it's like, "Hey, here's here's the here's the queen." Yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, so, so uh, again, I again, I just I I, I know I don't want to be <laughs> forgiving terrible people, but again, it's another thing where I I go, they weren't that bad at their job; they just were given terrible fucking information. I mean, they were also bad at their job. No, they got the job done of of looking in those mirrors every time. The job was finding Pegasus, ah. which also, to be fair, they did. Well, they found Pegasus <laughs> every time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Just not in a dream where they where they were supposed to. If they had maybe put it together a little bit. Uh, so from there, we cut to Crown Game Center, and guess what, everybody? What? Everyone's favorite character is back. Which one are we talking about? Tom Momo. Oh. Chibi's one friend. Now that Saturn's gone. <laughs> Wait, didn't she have a, uh, not a boyfriend, but didn't she have a male friend as well? There, there was the young boy. We saw him a couple episodes ago. I forget his name, yeah. but this is Momo. This is Momo, who is, I believe, spoiler warning for this episode, a two-time villain target. So about a one-twelfth Naru. At this point, Naru, who's gone, by yeah, the way, never to be seen again, unfortunately. Uh, Momo, can we talk about Momo for just a second? Well, we can talk about Momo for the next about 45 she's, minutes, buddy. She's weird looking. <laughs> what do you mean she's weird looking? What are you talking about? I feel about? like her head is too big and her body's too small. Because uh, she's a child. Right, but yeah, have you watched even, the show? Even George? with Chibi. Have you seen anyone drawn by Naoko Takeuchi? I feel like... Because I've got some bad news for you. I feel like the, the body-to-head ratio of Chibi is different. Like, Chibi has a, a shorter body, but a, a wider body. Well, it's because they usually draw Chibi in poofier clothes than yeah. Momo. But when Chibi is in her sailor outfit, she has the same proportions as Momo. Also, you might not register Chibi's head as big because her hair is very big. That's true. So by comparison, her head looks smaller next to her hair. Yeah, Momo's got short hair. I will say, Momo does look different in this than she did the last time we saw her. She has had a slight redesign, but I don't think she looks... 
she does look weirdly older than Chibi because she's taller, but that's the only difference. And she she dresses in that like uh what what is that Chinese style? Dress. Yeah, Chinese dress all the time, which yeah, I believe it's a is that a I, again, I feel like we've talked about this before. That's a Cheongsam? That's what that's called. I'll believe you. Yes. <laughs> so something really strange is happening in this scene. After 22 episodes of being in town, the circus has finally decided to start advertising and holding shows. That's five months. But they talk about other people having been, gone to the show. So that means this entire time, people have been going to the circus. And the way they maybe didn't come off as suspicious is because they were actually doing performances on top of searching people's dreams. Okay. Two things. <laughs> One, it's been five and a half months. That is not true because Sailor Moon time is different. It's... Mm, Okay, our time, it's been five and a half months. It's been 22 episodes. Yes. Which, it's a significant amount of time. Circus is in town for a week. Every season of Sailor Moon is like half a year. Okay, so so even then, two and a half months is a long time for the circus to be in town. Well, like, not for like Cirque du Soleil. Okay, fine. I will cede the point. Secondly, though, Matoki is putting up the poster. Usagi and Memory walk in. And they see that the name of the circus, which is written on the poster, is the Dead Moon Circus. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that should have been a red flag. Yeah, if there was a, I mean, for, forgive me, but if there was a circus that rolled into Portland and it was called the Fuck You Kel McDonald Circus. Well, yeah. hang on, hang on. Uh, okay, how do you say, uh, it would be like, it would be like in a different language. <laughs> So it would be like, you know, Cirque du Lune So if Usagi was better at English lessons, right. she would pick up, oh, this is trouble. No. Uh, Memoru speaks fluent English. Yeah, that but it just sounds artsy. It just sounds artsy. <laughs> They're like, oh, the Dead Moon Circus. Well, Jordan, are you, are you telling me that if you saw... You would not think it was at least a little weird if you saw, I don't even want to say it, but you know, it's like your, your wife. <laughs> no, because that's different. That's very different. In, in Japan, characters have names that commonly are associated with, with words and things. That, so I don't think that they would always be like, oh my God, that's talking about me. They'd be like, no, that's the thing that my name means. Her name is Sailor Moon in English. <sighs> it's Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> so like when spider-man goes by like things that are like keep spiders away is he like oh fuck you asshole if he you know what you know what Jordan? you know what if if a circus showed up in manhattan and was called the kill spiders circus but in a different language i think maybe spider-man might think twice about going yeah, it's almost, it's almost Jordan. Like there's a group of circus-themed bad guys in the Marvel Universe that it would pay to watch the fuck out for. Okay, it would be, so what it is is we're, we're hanging out in, the, in America and all of a sudden we see a sign for Cirque, Cirque de la Lune Mort. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, okay, here's what it would be. Who Who's... Who's a superhero with a with a foreign word for a name? 
Oh, geez. Uh, I can't think of one. <laughs> well, because that's what it is. Because again, her name is Sailor Moon in English. Sailor Moon. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Point being, they should know some shit is up. It's 150 episodes. Well, also, the circus tent is giant and towers over the city. That's the other thing that I want to talk about <laughs> is that we find out. We've been talking about this. This circus tent is the size of a fucking skyscraper. And we find out that, that everybody can see it. Everybody's like, I've been asking this question for for five months. And it's because they're doing regular performances is why no civilians ask questions. But wait, wait, hold on. Yes, the question you would ask is, holy shit, how did they put up this giant floating circus tent with like a weird tether? Yeah. So uh, anyway, with all this established, no one notices anything's wrong with any of this, needless to say. Uh, Chibi's like, take us, take me to the circus memo. And Usagi's like, if he was going to go to the circus, he would go to the circus with me. His girlfriend. I really like the scene because we get a bit of Usagi just like rubbing her head on on Mamoru's shoulder and Mamoru looks like he wants to die. Oh, and he's wearing a very cool shirt. Yeah, it says Earth. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lime green shirt with a bright yellow popped collar, a a bright yellow uh breast pocket and on the breast pocket it says earth in white letters i mean this is basically iron fist's costume (laughs) (laughs) oh it's wonderful earth kill i'm sorry i said the circus was called fuck you kill mcdonald i feel bad (laughs) it's okay i insulted superheroes earlier so (laughs) (laughs) so point being everybody knows the circus is there and now momo is gonna go to the circus and she's talking about she's being jealous that Yusaki has a boyfriend. Yeah, whatever. Oh, and then all of a sudden they hear somebody playing UFO Mamco. <laughs> the, the hot new game. The game where you fire machine guns at UFOs, I guess. I don't know. It's a it's a rail shooter. It's it's called it's called something UFO. We can't see the the actual name of the game because it's, it's oh, yeah. impressive. Mamco is obviously a reference to the the video game company Namco. But yeah, they look over, and these these four girls could not look more like villains. <laughs> yeah, this is what villains look like in this world. Their hair is very fancy, and that means that they're villains. Yeah, the fancier the hair, the more evil you are in this show. They look. Insane. Yeah, their hair looks crazy. Like, I, I, I can't imagine a situation where I would see people like that looking like this other than maybe a like a crazy circus. Well, they do say that they work at the circus. So I guess people are like, all right. And you have crazy to keep your hair work at way. the circus. So <laughs> maybe it's very hard to take down. <laughs> Here's what they look like if you're not watching the episodes along with us. They are to the Spectre Sisters what the Spectre Sisters are to normal people. Sure. That is like the level of weirdness we are looking at here. Like if the Spectre Sisters needed to like perform on like Drag Race or something. And then they had to like get dressed up real crazy. Obviously, they're very elaborate outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, elaborate. I was the hair is elaborate. the The outfits right now are just the shortest skirts in, or shortest dresses possible. I mean, yeah, they're they're basically tank tops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Uh, I don't know any of their names yet. That's fine. We'll get there. But they, they uh, are... These are the only bad guys do, that do not have rock names. <gasps> no! Are you serious? And there is a reason for that in the manga that never comes up in the anime. Okay, well, okay. is it a spoiler? Well, it's not a spoiler for the anime because it never comes up. Okay, <laughs> what is it? They are supposed to be Chibi Usa's Sailor Scouts in the future. <gasps> what? What? So, they were like kidnapped and brainwashed and made evil. Uh, and that's why they're more powerful than the Amazon trio. And it's why their names are all asteroids rather than rocks. Okay, that's actually extremely dope. Wow. Their names are uh, Sarah, Sarah, Vesvest, Junjun, and Palapala. And they're named after asteroids that are like Ceres, Juno, uh, I don't I would need to look it up, but wow! Sailor Wiki Moon will tell you the asteroids that they're named after. Well, it's going to be hard to keep track of, but I guess I just need to never ever forget to remember. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! A child's dream is a dream of dreams. I forgot these are about things characters this. are saying as they're just walking yes. around. Yes. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's talk about how that comes about. So, yes, she's blowing away UFOs with a machine gun while her friends eat uh, ice cream and watch. And they get a, a call on their beeper, which, by the way, I'm part of me is like, that makes so much sense because we're always introduced to new Sailor Scouts by watching them be really good at video games. Wow, yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. So if the anime had followed the manga, they would be Chibi Usa's Sailor Scouts in the future. That's bananas. I'm trying to remember why they start saying that because I think it's like it's like it's because Momo wants to get older and have a boyfriend and they're like fuck getting older we're going to stay kids forever yo uh, yeah cuz we're going to be immortals in the future <laughs> yes these are the lost girls yeah and then they just chant over and over again Never, ever forget to remember a child's dream is a dream of dreams, which I don't as even know the, what that means. As the camera slowly rotates, you know, like a creepy nightmare, like a new nightmare, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a child's dream is a dream of dreams. So children dream about dreams is what? They yes. dream better dreams than adults. Oh, they're like a dream of dreams, like like the most awesomest dreams. So whereas the Amazon trio was sexually assaulting adults, part of the reason why they dropped that is because the Amazonas Quartet is going to target children. Their target is babies? <laughs> yes. So from there, we cut <sighs> to, I think this is kind of our first like daytime look at the uh, Dead Moon Circus uh, tent and Jordan, wh where where would you say it is? Uh, let's see. Uh, like, oh, geez, Louise, it's right in the middle of town, and it like it it sprouts up like a giant circus mushroom, and hovers over so much of the city with. And I'm just noticing for the first time ropes to like I don't know twenty or thirty buildings. So you said it's hovering. Most of it is. somebody yeah it's back ridiculous so yeah it is hovering in the air uh and it's yeah it 
it's so weird because it's also a weird shaped tent. Yeah, it's like a spiral. It's got like a weird spiral thing on it. So then we cut into this weird circus tent where more weird circus performers are chanting, never, ever forget to remember a child's dream is a dream of dreams, which is I don't I don't like it. You might like it, Jordan, because you like weird, scary things. No. Well, first of all, it's not scary. It's just crazy. It's weird. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's because also it's like, how did they know to say that? Like, is that? A thing they just say a lot because they weren't around with the Amazonist Quartet and the Amazonist Quartet isn't present to say this. I think they are present really? during this part. I thought yeah. they weren't. Yeah, they're, they're present because it was so basically maybe they started the chant and everyone else joined in. Uh, this is like they got the new signage down from corporate. Like, here's our here's our mission statement for the following fiscal year. <laughs> yeah. Never, ever forget Never, to remember. Ever. Forget to remember. Yeah, the Amazonist Quartet is here. Oh, they are in this there. Scene. It just takes a while to get to them. Yeah, yeah, because we're busy looking at people who have like two faces and two heads. It's so weird. So the Amazonist Quartet looks downright normal compared to all these other people. Yes. So we see them also doing circus tricks, like tightrope walking and trapezing and all that sort of thing. And they're talking about. Crazy shit are they talking about? I mean, it's, it's kind of very Alice in Wonderland. They're talking about, like, princes and toads and all that, and then they're, like, fading in. It's super weird. It's hard to describe. The point of it is still don't grow up. But, yeah, it's super, super weird. Yeah. This is some things that Ikuhara thought would be cool. I'll believe it. I'll believe it. I don't, yeah, again, I wouldn't call it scary, but I would call it weird and super, super, super weird. Yeah. So Madame Zirconia comes out and she's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I, I just the amount of time that they just sit there fucking chanting. It just keeps going on. It's like this show <laughs> where they never get to the point. Oh, it just God. takes so much time. Uh, so Madame Zirconia comes out and she's like, hey, what's up? Everybody be quiet. I got to talk to the Amazonist Quartet. And then the Amazonist Quartet is like, let's put on bikinis. Yeah. Oh, and they tell us their, their, their occupations. Let's see. Let's see. Yes. What are they? We get, uh, in order, we get Sarah Sarah, the flower master. Okay. We get Pala Pala, the ball balancer. Oh, all right. Right, of course. We get Jinjun, the acrobat. Uh, that one actually makes sense. And Vesvest, the beast tamer. Okay. So the last two make sense to me. But like a flower master and a, I mean, I guess a ball balancer. So a ball sure. balancer would be like someone like who is, yeah, no, juggle. Like, well, it's like juggling or having multiple balls on uh, sticks that they're balancing. And I thought it was a person who was standing on a ball balancing. Or, or oh. while doing all of those things. So a lot of different balancing things. Uh, Madame Zirconia says, I didn't wake you up so you could just go out and play. <laughs> Stop playing video games. Go find Pegasus. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and then, in a pretty great move, Sarah Sarah, I think, goes, we don't need to take your orders. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't take orders from you. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, this shit got, this was very surprising. I was not expecting this. Uh, Zirconia is like, yeah, you do. And they're like, no, we don't. We're going to, we can kick your fucking ass. And they start fighting Madame Zirconia. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, because this is the first time we've seen Madame Zirconia do anything. Yeah. Other than, I guess, threaten to Yelling turn people, people back into animals. So Red Amazon is, I forget the name of. That is, uh, uh, that is 
that's Vesves, I think. Yeah, that's Vesves. All right, so Vesves jumps at her and attacks, and like they have like a serious battle of the strength of power, just kind of blasting power at each other. Well, they they hover in. They have a serious uh, battle of power that is very easy to animate. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because like still they are frames, holding still with flashing lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the camera is moving slowly while the drawings do not. Z- Zirconia, however, wins, bats down Vesves, but then we like hear inside of Zirconia's head, like, "Oh sh- shit!" Yeah, I li- I do like that subtle animation of uh, Madame Zirconia like breathing heavy. Yeah. Like, oh shit! If they all attacked me at once, I would be screwed. But she plays it off. She plays it off like, see, I'm so fucking strong. You don't have a chance. And uh, so, again, this goes back to because they're Sailor Scouts, they're stronger than regular minions. So that's not going to come up in the show. No, no, it never comes up in the show. Uh, How long are they in the manga for? In the manga, like, (laughs) no, in the manga, because they're Chibi Usa's Sailor Scouts. They come back after they are defeated. What? Like, they get a chapter for, like, each of them, and then the outer senshi comes in and helps the inner senshi defeat these guys, and then they get unbrainwashed, they get put into sleep, so that way they'll be ready for Chibi-Usa in the future. And then shit goes down in stars, and they need more Sailor Scouts, so they bring them back to the past. Wow. Um, that's crazy. That's fascinating. Uh, maybe we should read this manga at some point. <laughs> at some point, yes. At some point, yes. Hey, Chris, I just realized, because I was looking at the wiki, mm-hmm. that we have seen these characters before, kind of, not really. Okay. They were in... The Dracula musical. Oh, that's right. Working for Professor Tomoe for no reason whatsoever as completely different versions of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were completely different, but I, th- they had the same color scheme. Yes. Yes. And I, I think of the same names. How very weird. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, Madame Zaccone like, hey, go find Pegasus. Here's a picture of someone. You know what to do. And gives them a picture of Momo. So uh, Vesves goes out and gives Momo and Chibiusa some free tickets to the circus. That's not suspicious at all. This is the extent of their plan. <sighs> yeah, but this is all. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. Uh, that takes us to the act break. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Do you like this show? Do you mean Sailor Moon or Sailor Business? I meant Sailor Business, but that was a very long pause either way. I mean, I don't listen to it. (laughs) Of course I love it. It's fun to do. I love it, of course. Great. So if you love the show out there, dear listener, you can support it by going to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. That is true. And once there, you can become a patron of the show and support us as for as little as a dollar a month and as much as $60,000 a month. But 
at different amounts over the span of that range, you get different rewards. Over the span of that range? Yes, that's accurate, right? Sure. I back you guys as Patreon. Oh, oh thank, thank you, you so much. That's super nice of you. At the $5 range, you can hear stuff that was cut from the show. Like, let's see, what got cut from the show earlier? Probably me saying a mean thing to Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's not going in a blooper reel either. Buddy. Oh, no! <laughs> that's that's consigned to the outer darkness. <laughs> you need to watch it in the future. Oh, But yes, we do uh, bonus audio for the show. We we should probably like record some fresh... Uh, just us talking bonus audio soon for the patrons. If if people would like that, I don't know if people like that or if they like uh, just having more stuff for everyone. But you can always tell us if you're a patron uh, just by sending us a message through Patreon.com/SailorBusiness. So yes, if you are a backer, thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to become a backer, head over to Patreon.com/SailorBusiness. Hey, I got an email. Oh, let's do it. It's very loud. Oh, let's do it. This is another email from Diana Restrepo, who writes in to say, and this is, this is, a this has me worried about the future of this show. Uh-oh. Uh, I noticed that you guys are coming up on some episodes where nudity will play a big part. Oh. This is something that I think has given anime a bad rap through the years, but it's actually something more innocent. Uh, a lot of time in Japanese media, nudity is made to represent purity, innocence, and coming to a sense of being your innermost self. You see it in Sailor Moon when Asagi is in big trouble and needs to go into sparkly pink dimension to find her inner power. Usually she'll be nude. You'll see it with Ami as well. It happened in the Mother 3 game, uh, Earthbound, in the United States. There was a level that Ness played naked because it was a dream state to find himself. He was given pajamas in the American release. I felt compelled to write because I hate when these scenes are taken as salacious. I understand that in the U.S., any sort of nudity, including of minors, is seen as sexual, so I would like to provide the cultural context for it so no maliciousness is ascribed to just cultural differences. I don't think we consider it to be malicious. I do think we consider it to be a little weird. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, that being said, I think we all understand that there's a difference between Sailor Moon's transformations and Cutie Honey's transformations. Like... Yes. Like, it's not, you're not supposed to watch Sailor Moon Transform going, oh, look at that. Like, it's, no, it's an innocent thing. You mentioned, you mentioned their truest selves and things like that. Uh, this came up at, at my job recently. We were looking at uh, X-Men. When Spider-Man was just getting naked. <laughs> no! X-Men having, like, Wolverine uh, was just getting naked. <laughs> well, that does happen, but that's not what I mean. When people w- would have, like, psychic projections, a lot of times they were drawn as like naked, like Ken doll or Barbie doll situations where it was just skin, no clothes, but then they would have no genitals or anything like that. So there would be like Jean Grey just floating in the air naked or Professor X floating in the air naked. And it was like, oh, weird. Uh, this is my pitch, Jordan. Like next time Psylocke uh-huh. like, uses like a psychic projection, like uh-huh. put her in sweats. Oh, because like, like in her old, like comfy, her comfy inner pants. self is comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know, you totally get it. sensible. Yeah, that's my pitch. I like it. Uh, Diana further writes in. Uh, I wanted to share a bit of a theory I have about the time travel in Sailor Moon R. It doesn't Uh-oh. explain everything, but it helps me rationalize some of the weirdness. I believe that the future we see in Crystal Tokyo is one that happens after Sailor Moon. 
beats Ale and Anne. In that timeline, no other baddies come, and the Senshi are able to grow up, turn 22, and then either the Ice Age happens or Usagi takes the throne, whether you follow the anime or the manga continuity. The Black Moon Clan are created in the future, and when they harness their energy to create an unauthorized tunnel to the past, they mess up the original timeline. After their defeat, the time dilations make the present attractive to villains that wouldn't have come to Earth originally, therefore bringing threats that the OG Neo-Queen Serenity wouldn't have fought. In my mind, in the original timeline, the Talismans and Holy Grail were found without bloodshed or fighting when the Outers, or X-Force, became aware of their identities and offered it to Usagi, the true messiah. By the way, the word messiah just means a leader or savior of a particular group or cause, so I don't think they were trying to be blasphemous. I don't know. It is the Holy Grail. Yeah, and they were in La Sagrada Familia in Japan. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this also explains why the Senshi still talk about what they want to do in the future and what their dreams are, since the timeline has been disturbed and villains that weren't supposed to find Earth have attacked because uh, the future of Neo-Crystal Tokyo becomes less certain. Now it's one of the possible futures instead of the only sure one. That's pretty cool. Like, I, th- I think that's an interesting theory. Sure. I, uh, it's a little weird, though, because it's like, so that means in that version of the future, the dead moon circus is out there somewhere else, just never came to Earth, just doing other weird shit, being weird on Mars I... or something. Well, that actually lines up because if the dead moon circus stole Chibiusa's Sailor Scouts, maybe that time tunnel or whatever allowed them to go into the future, grab them, and then brainwash them. Hmm. hmm. Maybe. That's that's it's a it's a funky theory. I I I think I still believe that the villains are just wrong about whether or not you can change anything. And in fact you can't change anything. And the, the Sailor Scouts just always were destined to beat them no matter what. Perhaps. Uh, do you want to do one Twitter question before we get back in the episode? Only one? Only one. How do I pick which one? We got so many. Uh, I don't know. It's your job, buddy. Oh, no. All right. I. I. I uh, well, Chris, you're a big fan of Wise Man. I am a big fan of Wise Man. You mean Future Jedi? Let's say, for example. Uh... Settle Chaos wants to know, if Wise Man got a redemption story, what do you think he would be doing as a human? Ooh, so we're skipping the redemption story and just talking about, like, his new job, like how Cassie sells makeup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. They do moon healing on him, and he's like, geez, why was I such a jerk? Guidance counselor. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. at, At, like, a high school? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You think he would pull some strings to get them into the high school? I was about to say, what if Sailor Moon had a high school AU, but I forgot it was a high school AU. <laughs> it's very late. Not yet. Uh, Not yet. It's a middle school. Right. Uh, high school AU is next season. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if they got Wise Man a job as a guidance counselor at a high school, they could then be like, now, come on, help us get in without this nonsense test. Come on. I like this. Which comics each of the Sailor Scouts would like to read? Mm, that's perilously close to being a crossover. What what are you, what do you think the answers are? Uh, it's Batman. It's Batman. <laughs> it's no, it's I'm sorry, it's uh, X Men ninety two, uh, Infinity Countdown, Darkhawk, and Infinity War, Sleepwalker, and Deadpool, Batman. I was asking Kel. All right, so I think um, Venus is going to get those sexy, sexy porn comics. Oh Whoa. no. 
Because as which, we've established, she's the horny one. Which, like you're she, not wrong. Do you mean she has like, a filthy? She has a filthy figment subscription. She's definitely got all the smut peddlers. Uh, she has um, Ojoy sex toy. She has. Oh yeah, that's a fun um, book. Chester X Y K. I forget all. The oh yeah, that's a great it. book too. Yeah, so she has all those small favors. Uh, yes, oh, small favors. So yeah, she just has all of them. Wonderful. Then I think uh, Usagi would pick up a lot of romance comics and also humor comics. Yeah, I was going to say, she seems to like humor a lot. So She would like humor and she would like uh, romance stuff because she does. Oh, you think she'd like Archie then? Yeah, she'd probably read Archie. I think that she would also grab like fresh romance. Then I have a cute book called The Cute Girl Network that's about dating. Um, she would probably pick up, I'm basically looking at my bookshelf right now. <laughs> see, I'm going to look, okay. I'm going to look at my bookshelf. You tell me who would like it. All right. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, before you do that, I just want to put out there that Mars reads Wicked and the, and the Divine. Yes. Okay. Who's got Final Crisis? <laughs> None of them. You think anyone got Final Crisis? Ami. Ami's, Ami, Ami got Final Crisis. Okay, I, I think Ami would like Sandman. Maybe, yeah. She Well, um, she could definitely read Logic Comics. And I think Ami would also pick up a lot of nonfiction comics. You know what? Um, now, now that you've said... When you, you ask about Final Crisis, you, you, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jupiter likes wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I'd buy her, like, superhero comics. I don't yeah, know that I the other Jupiter four would. Most likely to read superhero comics. I gotta say, pretty buck wild leap to make from she likes wrestling to she owns Final Crisis. I didn't say I'm she owns Final Crisis. Any superhero comic, Jupiter right. is your most likely reader. On the yes. other um, hand, everybody I know who likes Final Crisis also likes wrestling. So you might be onto something, Jordan. There you go. So I think um, Ami would uh, pick up nonfiction comics as well. So. A lot of those, like, history put in graphic novel form, like March or uh, Mouse, just because she always likes to put her entertainment to educational purposes. Who's got this hardcover collection of all the He-Man mini-comics that came with the action figures that Dark Horse put out a couple years ago? I think that while Marjorie's Wicked and Divine, she probably reads... Any comic that is "quote unquote" the popular comic. Oh, slam! Uh, so, like, whatever comic news sites are saying, this is like the best comic that's out this year. Like, whenever the best comics of the year list goes up, she goes out and buys all those comics. So she's got like I don't know Vision, and she'll have Mister Miracle. Yeah, I don't know what else because. Mars is someone who's very interested in like status, like in that animation episode, like she was the one that's like, I'm going to get all these autographs. And then uh, obviously Pluto uh, reads We Can Fix It, which I love because it's time travel. Are there any good race car comics? Not really, right? I mean, Gunsmith Cats. (laughs) So Uranus can read Gunsmith Cats. That one might be for Venus as well. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the show. Okay. Seven 
Ami reads dinosaur comics. So we're back at the <laughs> Dead Moon Circus. Uh, I put in the chat a link to the Amazonas Quartet in their Sailor Scout uniforms. Oh, this I gotta say. Okay. What? Yep, those are Sailor... The hair is the same, though. <laughs> yeah. That's just future hair, I guess. Wait, that actually... Hold on. This one girl is pink, just like Chibi is. That doesn't work. <laughs> Because if you think about it, Venus was supposed to be like yeah, in true. the um, manga. Venus is supposed to be like the body double for Sailor Moon. Sure, sure. See, I talked about that on the show. I couldn't remember where I picked that up. Yeah, because there's a thing about how Venus is Earth's twin. Yeah, so uh, it makes sense for Chibi Usa to have a pink person rather than a yellow person. Okay, uh, so listen, Chris, we need to talk about this some more. Uh, because in this moment, we get a shot of the base of this circus. Okay. It's it's so weird. It's like a chicken foot. Yeah. You, so, it's like Baba Yaga's hut. So you've got a ticket to this circus, okay? Uh-huh. You travel to a place in Tokyo where there's a lovely park where they have set up a like giant, like you said, kind of weird chicken foot thing. You go inside, you go up, I don't know, 15 stories into the air, into the bare men's, bare men's. <laughs> at least into like this weird inflated, supported by balloons and ropes. Oh, it's an arena arena. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So we get um, a little scene. Speaking of body doubles of Usagi and Minako doing the same thing at the same time. Uh, which is very cute. Everybody, uh, everybody's there. All the Senshi are there with Momo and Chibiusa. And the Amazonas Quartet are like, how do we get her away from the others? I don't know, maybe you don't invite her to an extremely crowded circus performance. This is a hell of your yeah, own what? making. Listen, they're children. They don't think plans through. Yeah, what is this plan? Like, it's not even a remotely good plan. It's very confusing and bad. I feel like this is a plan that actually they should reuse over and over again because, you know, one person goes missing at the circus. There's a hundred people. There's way more than a hundred people. <sighs> Listen, they copy-paste the same people in those rows of the audience. There's only a hundred people and they're 20 identical twins. So they start watching. This is another extended sequence of like circus performances, but it's all stuff that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Also from earlier in the episode. Well, I, wait, I, I can't believe you're, I can't believe you're not going to comment on the fact that Ami and Makoto are like totally like on a date, like watching these children. What are you talking about, Jordan? Ami and Makoto are sitting next to the, each other. That they're like hanging out together and, and they come up and say, hey, look after us. And Ami and Makoto are like, sure, we will. Yeah. It's, I don't, like, I don't that talk about how exactly. Sailor Moon's got a dongos either. It's just taken as a given. At this point, uh, 150 episodes in, bro, catch up. But also, it's so that it's so that Mamoru and Yusagi can spend some alone time together. Yeah, alone time. That's what's going on in a circus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, he's not even there. Never mind. I'm wrong. He's not even. So who's who's this? This is this is Sarah Sarah who starts throwing yeah. flower petals around and hypnotizing Momo and only Momo. 
Yes, which is why I think this is a plan that they should reuse in the future, because if they can pick one person out of hundreds of people to hypnotize to get to leave, they could just reuse this plan every time they needed to mirror snatch someone. Oh, and are we talking about during the really boring trapeze act or are we talking after that? Like the trapeze act is I'm just going to swing back and forth sitting on a swing. Yeah. And also throwing flowers. So it's like two things. So then Momo gets up and leaves, <laughs> which, you know, fair. We've all seen this before. Well, uh, although, again, Ami Makoto, you were, you just said you'd look after her. Yeah, they do not. She just bails on the entire Failure. thing. And we get more, res- like, where did the money go? Because we are getting so much recycled animation in this episode. This is really one of those where they animated about 15 minutes. And call it a day. What's recycled here? What do, what do we have here? Oh, it's all the all of Sarah Sarah swinging around on the on the trapeze. Oh yeah, yeah, it is very repetitive. So she goes all the way down fifteen stories to the street, where she runs into the Amazonas Quartet. This is a weird episode. And I'm glad those Sailor Scouts like realized she was leaving, and we're only slightly far behind her. Yes, uh, because Chibi saw her leave and apparently told everybody else. And they were like, you know, she's a uh, she's she's been targeted by a monster before. We should probably deal with this. So mm-hmm. they run out. This is my favorite part of the episode. By far. They run out. They see Momo. They see four bizarrely dressed people lurking and we're in like, an alley. Those are bad guys. Yeah. And Makoto goes. Are they enemies? <laughs> and pulls out her yes. transformation wand. They're on it. Yeah. She's just They've at confirm. least picked up oddly dressed people, bad guys. Yeah. Oh, so everybody- geez, I'm sorry. I just got to the totally unnecessary and egregious Sailor Moon panty shot, too, before that. Yeah, I kind of skipped over it. But there's also God like damn. a weird shot where uh, uh, Ves Ves moves in front of the camera. Oh, and puts her chest out? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we don't, we have to pan up to her head real quick. It's, boy, it is, what's up, Ikuhara? We missed you, buddy, you weirdo. So, they don't do one, two, three. No. They have a whole new process. Here. No, they do, like, a cue ball situation. Yeah, they, they, they have these orbs that they use to do all their magic. And, yeah, she pulls out a, a, a pool cue, hits the, the orb, into a giant trick shot, it ends up hitting Momo in the back and knocking the mirror out of her chest. Yeah, I gotta say, that shit's pretty dope, actually. It oh, looks yeah. super cool. It's definitely cooler than one, two, three. Or I don't know. The first time we saw one, two, three, it was pretty cool, but like eh. once we learned what it was, it was kind of like, ugh. It's cooler than one, two, three. At least you know, yeah. I don't know if this is gonna be what they do from here on, but yeah. Uh, and I think this and, is where the money for the episode went, because this is all new attack footage and all new spinning mirror footage. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and um, I got to say, what Chibi Usa does in the fight is the most badass Chibi Usa's ever been. Huh. Yeah, it takes three, Kel. Because a big snake monster comes out of Vesser Vess's shadow and... It's a night. It's a cool like. There's a puppet person on top of the snake, and sometimes it's the snake is moving and talking, and sometimes it's it's the puppet. 
but the snake eats the mirror. This is uh, Gara Gara Girl, the dream-eating serpent, by the way. So the serpent eats the dream mirror, and Chibiusa just jumps in the snake's mouth and is like, give me that shit back. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's, it's super yeah. weird. I actually feel bad because I had forgotten that this big monster fight happens, because this is all... It's all new animation, and it's really good animation for this part. It's just that there's so much repeated right before it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, this part is really cool. Yeah, the the the, the monster is cool. Now, you you were saying you think the, the woman is a puppet and the snake is... Yeah, because sometimes the women, woman goes limp. That's Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, the, so the snake's weird. head is sticking out through her stomach, and so when the snake pushes its head out, she flops around like a puppet and the snake comes back in and then that's when she moves around. It's a really cool effect. I actually really like this yeah. monster. This is my favorite one in a while. The monster who says I'm a living being, so I can't stand fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's <laughs> nice to be upfront about these things. We also get a shot of Chibiusa inside the snake, holding it, uh, like holding its stomach apart. Like she's the Hulk in secret mm-hmm, wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That shit's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Most badass Chibiusa's ever been. Uh, yeah, she takes a hard hit, though. She gets thrown into the wall and knocked out. Then we get... Do you know the significance of Mars's attack here? Mm, no. See you at the crossroads, you won't be lonely. It's the final time we get Fire Soul. Aww. And also, it's not the usual Fire Soul animation. It's completely different. So, bye, Fire Soul. You got cool, finally. <laughs> <laughs> It did hurt a living creature. Yes. So let's see. So they can't attack at certain points and they're going to, I don't know, man. Yeah. Now Sailor Moon, uh, please Pegasus, protect everybody's dream. We got Moon Gorgeous Meditation. It's what always happens. <laughs> You've watched the show. Yeah. It kills the monster. Oh, by the way, uh, Momo's mirror was pink and they were, so they were immediately like, okay, well, that's a waste. It's not gold. Yeah. We talked about it. So stage out for Gargar Girl, the dream eating monster. Uh, it was pretty great. The mirror pops back in. Here's a thing. The Amazonas Quartet now knows who the sailors in GR. I don't know if that's going to come up, but oh. they definitely watch them transform. That's true. I mean, they're children, so they're maybe not thinking things through. Maybe so. So then they go to the massage parlor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speak. Yep. That's what happens. Uh, where they get massaged by empty jackets with hands. Yep. Again, there's a lot of weird Ikuhara coming in and being like, hey, I had a dream last night that was wild. (laughs) While they're getting their massages, they are all now eager to go out and find dreams because it's an excuse for them to go outside the circus tent. Yeah. 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 And then you get a massage at the end, even if you (laughs) take it off. Um... So wish I had bennies like that. I mean, this was our first exposure to the Amazonas Quartet, and I I don't remember them well enough to remember what they're like beyond this. It it was a very weird episode, and it makes me very curious to see are they gonna settle into something normal going forward, or is it gonna be this weird from now on? Um, but we'll find out next episode. Yeah, so we get one final time of Madame Zaconia talking to Queen Nehelenia, who looks like evil player two Sailor Moon. Uh, and then... We get to see her well this time, though, don't we? Yeah. We get to see her like in the light now for the first time. Yes, and she is... 
she's evil player two Sailor Moon. She's yeah. she's Usagi with elf ears and dark hair. And pale yes. skin and creepy pale eyes. Yeah, yeah. Super weird. She looks pretty cool, actually. This I feel like I mean we should we should talk about this when we get into final thoughts. So that's the end of the episode. Now it's time for us to talk about what we've learned. Uh it's time for Sailor Business says, Kel, what did you learn from this episode? All that sexual assault was unnecessary. Very true. Accurate. Very true. Um, oh geez, what did I learn? I, I I learned that people will go to the scariest building in the world for a circus. I I, I and not question where it came from. Like if you, you could have a circus do anything and people would be like, Oh, it's a circus. I mean, dog, you've been to the circus, they got elephants there. <laughs> what? Yeah, the this circus elephant? does not have elephants. I mean, yeah. it's got monsters that are as interesting as I don't know, elephants are pretty fucking cool. Oh, it's pretty damn interesting. Yeah. And then people like crack whips at them and stuff. It's awesome. I know I'm messing. What happens is they give an elephant a feather and it flies. I know I've been to the circus. Oh my God. I just want to enjoy something and not have <laughs> you take it away from me. How about you that? can have that. Did you see the trailer for Dumbo man? It looks great. Not a big Tim Burton guy. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, that's understandable. Hey, why don't you ask me what I learned from this episode? What'd you learn, Chris? Thank you, Kel, new co-host of this show. Ah, I learned that even if you even if you don't accomplish your goal, if you do your best, treat yourself to a massage. Because <laughs> you know what? You can get them tomorrow. So, final thoughts in the episode. I feel like Supers is kind of picking up. I like these four a lot more than I liked the uh, the trio. The trio was pretty bad. I'll tell you something. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. When I watched this episode two weeks ago, I was like, yeah, okay, this is picking up. Watching it for a second time now as we did this, I was kind of like, ah, this is just like weird for weirdness's sake. And I don't know. It's it's a little Tim Burton-y, to be honest with you. See, that's... Oh, what's Tim Burton-y about? Is it the part with the weird circus? Like there's in every single one of the movies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Hang on, I just dropped the bucket. That well has gone dry. It seems. <laughs> but you just said it was picking up. Yeah, no. But I'm talking about Tim Burton. This I felt the I exact know. opposite way where 2 weeks ago I was blown away by how weird episode 149 was. Like that I think is the strangest episode of this show. This is I think moving forward. It's still weird. But it's moving forward in an interesting way, and I'm willing to deal with the shortcomings of this episode, i.e. it's frequently boring and full of recycled All animation. All the reused animation, yeah. yeah. For us to get, like, if I see where the money's going after, like, if I see where the effort's going and we get, like, cool new attacks and, like, a new action sequence, the, the bit where she hits the, the billiard ball and it bounces around and then hits Momo in the back and knocks the mirror out of her, that's a really cool sequence. So I feel like I have high hopes that I'm sure will be dashed against the rocks. <laughs> uh, Kel, how about you? I don't remember the Amazonas Quartet all that much, uh, because when I watched it as a kid, Super S was not my favorite. Mm -hmm. But I do like them a lot in the manga, because I think that is a neat idea that they should have put in the anime. Yeah. Them being brainwashed super future sailor scouts i can't believe that's not going to come up it's a real bummer yeah it's uh, very strange because like out of all the weird stuff 
that they did decide to put in, like taking that part out is just like, why? That's way more interesting than keeping the Amazon trio around. I yeah, a lot of it will depend. Like I said, it'll depend on how they're they're used. I'm I'm very interested to see where it goes, but uh, because I don't remember well enough, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, Chris, you were talking about you thought the previous episode was weirder. I guess I the previous episode had weird stuff in it, but I felt like it was weird in the context of a plot that I understood more. Whereas this one just had a lot of weirdness that was just like, it's just there to be weird. It's not there to really further things necessarily. Yeah, we could have cut out that entire a children's dream is the dream of mm-hmm. dreams, like montage of weirdness. Yeah. And and honestly, this whole idea of okay, Kel, you can spoil this. I'm assuming that they're not going to invite the victim to the circus every episode from now on. No, they're not. Yeah, that's weird to me that we did that then extended circus sequence. It, it's such a strange idea that people are actually going to the circus because that raises so many questions. For I me. also think since they can apparently hypnotize one person out of the audience yeah. of hundreds of people, why not just always attack people at the circus? They must have been hypnotizing more people so that no one else would. No, I guess no, because the Sailor Scouts just followed her. I, then I don't know. That's super weird. It really doesn't make any sense. It's weird, but at this point, I'm willing to deal with it if we get some cool shots and some interesting villains. <laughs> uh, Kel, okay. we already did a little bit of plugging at the top of the show, but before we get out of here, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you online? Uh, you can find all the comics that I make at kelmcdonald.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at kelhound, which is spelt like hellhound, but with a K. I have a Patreon that is Kel McDonald on Patreon. However, the Patreon URLs work. And on my website has all my other social media things that I don't use as much. Cool. Jordan, where can everybody find us? You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find our show on Twitter at Sailor Business. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. He does a bevy of podcasts about topics as as various as uh i've just forgotten everything power rangers and kingdom hearts and james bond and so many more you should check out the stuff that he does how about you chris uh you can find me by going to the-isb.com that's the site that has links to every podcast that i do all the stuff that i write online and all the comics that you can get at your local comic book store or online as well tell your local comic book store that you want to pre-order infinity wars sleepwalker because it's going to be very, very fun. And pre-orders do help. Uh, Kelly, you have some podcasts, right? Yes, I do. Uh, I make a podcast called Dirty Old Ladies. That is uh, three women giving advice on how to make it as a comic creator. Each of us has different levels, are at different levels in our career. So if you're interested in making comics, you should check it out. I also do a podcast called A Series of Firsts, where we watch and discuss season one of different tv shows to talk about shows as they're trying to find their footing before they move forward into bigger and better things cool all right that's it for the 150th episode of sailor business which is actually sort of more like the 154th or fifth episode of sailor business well and if you count the chibi sods 
Hey, you got the team episodes. We've been here quite a while. But join us next time for episode 151 of Sailor Moon Super S. Supers. Of Sailor Moon Supers. <laughs> and until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor Moon.